The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. This is like episode 11, which is so insane. Um, I'm your host, Alyssa Amoroso, if you're new here. And today's episode is presented by my favorite tequila hard seltzer, Mamitas. Mamitas is a hard seltzer made with real tequila. You guys know I love tequila. I'm actually extremely hungover, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, it's only 95 calories with 5% ABV, so you know it'll get the job done, especially now that we're entering the spring with summer on the horizon. Mamitas comes in four delicious flavors, mango, pineapple, paloma, and lime. You can get them in four packs or variety eight packs. It's mucho delicious. Be sure to get yours and follow them at drink mamitas and like I said I had a little a little bit too much tequila this past weekend unfortunately the wedding I was at didn't have mamitas but I'll be back back on the mamita soon because my fridge is packed but um, I need to get over this hangover first so I'm sitting here with Mackenzie what's going on nothing much how are you um I've been better (laughs) unwell (laughs) I am tired and sexy and I was at my best friend from college's wedding this weekend and whenever I get together with my college friends it's like a blast obviously yeah and we party like we're still 21 yeah always. and we're not <laughs> and um I went to bed last night I took two melatonin because oh, I was wow. like yeah I was like I gotta knock myself out yeah because I'm run down right guys I woke up at 2 a.m oh my god thinking I was having a heart attack I've never felt this way before I woke up and I was like I like jumped like I was on my stomach so I like jumped up onto my like forearms and I was like like I don't know I think I'm dehydrated yeah because my arms feel asleep and my legs feel asleep and I woke up and I was like thirsty I was like (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny guys because today's episode is with a doctor and it's like supposed to be my health and wellness episode (laughs) And I feel maybe my worst I've ever felt on the podcast. Yeah, a little contradicting, but it's fine. So it's kind of funny to we'll like learn from this episode. You'll have to re-listen. Yeah, I'm actually gonna have to re-listen to my own episode and be like, okay, so like, what steps do I take to be a healthy person? Right, exactly. Um, because yeah, I'm not well, and my okay. So whenever I get together with my college friends, like I said, we just have so much fun. And my friend Christina's a new mom, and mm. she doesn't get out much. Yeah, like you know, it's yeah. COVID. Right. And so she went a little hard at the rehearsal oh, dinner gosh. <laughs> before the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my friend Lisa has a ring. You know those like um ring cameras where they like they they're like oh, video like your cameras. Doorbell? Doorbells, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Wow. I'm gonna need some assistance. <laughs> no, it, it is a ring it is a ring bell. Yeah. That's what it's called. But yeah. Yeah, it's like a camera, it's a doorbell. Yeah. Um, so we were leaving Lisa's house and she, her driveway is like pebbles versus like I don't know, like regular, driveway. regular, yeah, whatever. It wow, Mackenzie is really going to need concrete. To help me. Conc- <laughs> yeah. No, not concrete. No, you're perfect because I have no <laughs> words today, and you're filling in the blanks. So thank you. I don't know if that's right. But no, that's perfect. We'll yeah, look, concrete paver, whatever. Yeah, pavement. Um, so <laughs> it's pebbles. 
and Christina, when we were leaving, fell on the pebbles oh, and like no. completely <gasps> wiped out. Oh my god! And we found the footage on Lisa's ring light oh, camera. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Wait, it's definitely not called a ring light. A ring. Ring. I think it's just ring. Ring light's the thing that you take selfies with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm unwell. What a um, Monday! So we caught the footage. So I need to post that to the. Um, tea with publicity instagram account because you guys are gonna crack up and it basically just sums up my weekend you don't actually see her like falling but you hear us all being like chrissy and like we're screaming yeah yeah Uh, oh my gosh it's crazy and i just want to thank everyone that has been dming me midday morning and midnight meet (laughs) because like it has been an abundance of hot men in my dms so good and i fucking love it like you guys come in clutch you crack me up that you also are obsessed with the the meat series <laughs> meat series um okay so if you're new here and i'm sure you, you guys are returning let me just break down what we're going to be getting into today so i will continue to update you on my life and you know chat with you for a little bit before getting into my interview with dr will cole who is a functional medicine doctor and i just want to preface it by saying this interview is different than any of the other interviews i've done so far on the pod because this is more wellness focused versus like influencer focused like this is actually a doctor and a professional versus people just speaking from their own experience and I just need to say that like he's going to say a lot of big words that I personally didn't understand half of them but they there's so much like truth to it and he's also an author so I want you guys to listen to it because there's so much to learn when it comes to inflammation and all of that, and I'll, I'll get into my own journey with inflammation in a bit as well. Um, then I'm going to do the Ask Alyssa segment, and Rudy is joining me again since you guys all loved him so much. And then we're going to spill the tea because I need to talk about this Demi Lovato drama that has been going on, and the Tea Tribe got into it last night in our closed Facebook group, and I need to revisit that. So we'll talk about that at the end of the episode But for right now, I just want to, again, update you guys on my life. So I feel like I made leaps and strides last week (laughs) in terms of like self-growth. Oh, okay. Which is crazy because it was actually such a hard emotional week for me. But I had like a lot of breakthroughs like in therapy, without therapy, just like things that I've noticed from my past that I was like still holding on to all these years later. So like I'm working on just like forgiving myself for things that I've been punishing myself for. Like you don't even realize sometimes how hard you are on yourself Mm -hmm. for things. Mm -hmm. And then like you realize, like now I've realized and I'm like, Oh wait, Wait, that's like ridiculous anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That was 10 years ago. Like I'll let it go. So I just feel like I made like leaps and bounds last week. So I'm trying to take that energy into this week. And then I finally also feel like I'm ready to get back out there and start dating. Oh, I know. It's so fun. It's taken me a really long time to get to this point. And again, this was something I realized last week where I was like, I'm just going to do it. Rip the bandaid off. Yeah. So um, I think I'll maybe get back on dating apps. <laughs> um, I emailed Raya and was like, can you like accept me because yeah. this is getting ridiculous right I know so That's hopefully annoying. they do yeah um so exclusive <laughs> yeah because we've talked a little bit on the episode with Devin about me not knowing what I should put my f- profession as right yeah 
I think what I'm going to go for is photos of me, like, not looking my best, which sounds ridiculous, mm-hmm. but, like, I want to, like, dumb down my profile. Yeah. Like, don't necessarily put my job. Right. And then so someone can get to know me for me. Yeah. And then everything else they learn is, like, a bonus. Yeah, Which exactly. is, like, what Devin said. Right. It's, like, oh, if you don't want me at this, you don't deserve me at my best or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, like that. part of me thinks I might take that approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to see. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Because you never know if you start out with all the influencer. Like, I work at Barstool. Maybe, like, you don't know if they're just seeing you just because of that stuff yeah and I noticed even this weekend at the wedding that I was at it Mm -hmm. was my first time interacting with people that I don't know personally super well because like it's COVID so I've really been just seeing people that know me know my job know what I do right it was my first time interacting with like guys that are just meeting me yeah and it was interesting because like it's interesting with my job because like I just assume we're all meeting for the first time. No one knows who I am or what I do. Yeah. But then as I start talking to people, it will come out like, oh, I listen to your show. Oh, I do this. Oh, oh, how's Dave? Yeah. How's the office? Oh, yeah. What's Frank like? What's And like people become like they really are so interested in yeah. the barstool di- dynamic, which right. I get. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if I was a boy, I would be too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But it makes you feel like not seen for like who you are. Yeah. Yeah. They're just asking just to get like the info out. Not to get to know you. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that's the approach I'll take. So again, leaps and bounds and then I'll <laughs> have things to update you guys on. Um, And then also, I want to describe a little bit my personal journey with inflammation, which I think I've talked about a little bit on different episodes, but this will kind of preface my interview with Dr. Will Cole and why I wanted to have him on. So for those of you that don't know, I am gluten-free for the most part. And it sounds ridiculous me saying that because I ate a bagel yesterday, (laughs) but that's out of the the norm for me. Like I really try to stick to it. It's It's funny because um, in New York, there's so many options that I could get a gluten-free bagel, gluten-free toast Mm -hmm. at my fingertips delivered. But the second I exit the New York bubble and everyone else is just eating normal food, I'm like, I feel like an idiot Mm -hmm. that everyone's getting bagels right now and I can't get one. Right. Yeah. So like sometimes I'll like give in and do it, but I really try to stay away. Um, I don't think I'm celiac. Um, although I do definitely have autoimmune issues, which celiac falls under the autoimmune category. I've done years of testing for all of this. So that's how I, I know all of this. So basically there's this thing called, oh my gosh, now I'm getting super medical, but maybe this will help you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's this thing called CPR. I mean, no, CRP. <laughs> CPR. <laughs> They're like, yeah, um, it's when someone passes yeah, out and you resuscitate yeah. them. <laughs> We know. <laughs> There's this thing called um, CRP, and it is something in your blood work that indicates, like, your inflammation levels. And um, when I was getting blood work done a few years ago, we kept noticing that my inflammation levels were super high. Mm-hmm. And when your inflammation's super high, it could mean like, disease. It could mean you're more at risk for cancer yeah. or um arthritis or autoimmune diseases, all of these things. So it sent me on this wild goose chase of trying to figure out why I had so much inflammation in my body. I saw um, a doctor thinking maybe I had rheumatoid, 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 what's that kind of Is arthritis? Rheumatoid, like arthritis? Yeah, I think it's rheumatoid. Me too, but I feel like I'm saying a bad word. I'm only... <laughs> 
Like, I'm, I feel like I'm saying something offensive when I say that. For like, some I reason. only know it from, like, those commercials. <laughs> me too. Yeah, like, but that's how I remember it being said. So, so I feel like that's right. Me too. Like, we're not trying to be offensive. I just don't know how to say it. Yeah, no. Um, I'm pretty sure that's close enough. <laughs> um, I got tested for arthritis. They thought, like, do you have MS? Like, really scary shit. Like, yeah. I've got mm-hmm. scans of everything in my body because I was getting, like, tingling in my arms and my legs. So they're like, is it something with your brain? Is it whatever? I went through so many freaking doctors and finally um once we ruled out everything thank god yeah I decided to see a functional medicine doctor mm-hmm. it was when I was seeing that functional medicine doctor that she was like I'm gonna cut out gluten and dairy from your diet yeah and let's see how your body reacts it was w- once I cut out the gluten the chills and aches that I was feeling for a year of my life I was literally so sick for one full year oh my gosh went away oh wow and it's so crazy because you go to all these doctors, but they never look at food. They're just right. looking at results. Like your blood work. Yeah. And like your brain and stuff. Yeah, that's true. So finally, when I cut out the gluten, I felt some relief. To this day, I'll still sometimes get triggered. Like I actually feel achy today, but I did have a bagel yesterday. Right. And I also noticed my aches spike when I'm under a lot of stress. And because I woke up thinking I was having a heart attack last night, I had a very like stressful sleep last night. Yeah. So I woke up this morning feeling like shit. Yeah. Right. And that all has to do with, again, you guys, I'm not a professional, but from my, my research, when your like cortisol levels spike, which is like a hormone, your body gets into this like fight or flight mode and it reacts in this um, like fight or flight response. And Mm. that's why it produces like inflammation. Yeah. Again, years of research. (laughs) So anyway, so I'm gluten free for that reason. I still deal with inflammation. Um, I try to do things to not cause it. Like I try to be mindful and that's why I do go to therapy because stress is a big part of like inflammation as is food. Um, And the last time I actually went to the doctor, all my blood work came back great. I was like a little low in iron, but like my cholesterol was fine. Like everything was fine. So like on paper, I'm a healthy girl. Yeah. But I still now know what triggers me to feel sick. Yeah. Um, So that's why I was really interested in having Dr. Will Cole on because his whole book is about this thing called intuitive fasting. And he talks a lot about hormones and inflammation. And um, he just knows so much more than me. (laughs) And like it's evident. And it's really cool also because I think I'm going to maybe do some blood work with him and then have him come back in a few weeks and give me my results on the pod, which would be so awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed this interview with him. try to follow along it's like pretty again he's like so smart that half of the time I I was like spinning I'm like what are we talking about yeah (laughs) um but it's really incredible and I think he has a lot to share so after the interview I will be back with Rudy we will answer your questions and then we're going to spill the tea Before we hop into my interview, I want to tell you guys about a brand that I've actually been a fan of for years and years and years. If you are looking for the perfect gift for your mom, shop the number one gifting destination, Kendra Scott. Their jewelry is beautifully crafted that gives back. From engraving to birthstone colors to diamonds, find exactly what your mom wants for Mother's Day at Kendra Scott. Let your mom know that she wears life beautifully. She wears it like a mom. From now until May 7th, get 20% off using code PUBLICITY. That's P-U-B-L-Y-S-S-I-T-Y. Exclusions apply. 
Again, it's 20% off using code PUBLICITY through May 7th. And funny enough, guys, for my sister's bachelorette party, I, I was the maid of honor of. So I gifted all of her bridesmaids, Kendra Scott, and I've gifted my mom tons of Kendra Scott. So like this is a brand that I truly, truly love and have worked with for years. So I'm really happy to have this code for you guys. Again, it's just 20% off by using publicity. Guys, I am here with Dr. Will Cole. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh my goodness. Thanks so much for having me. I am super excited to talk to you because I have been on my own personal journey with functional medicine throughout the years. And it's something that I feel like I try to talk to people about, but I'm not super knowledgeable. So it's like me trying to explain what I've learned, but then I'm probably getting things confused along the way. So I'm really excited to talk to someone who um, you're a practitioner in this. This is something that you do. You just came out with a new book. Um, called Intuitive Fasting, and I'm just really interested in hearing what you have to say, and um, I would love if you could just open up by kind of just explaining to people what you do and what you specialize in. Yeah, thank you again. Um, So I am a functional medicine practitioner, like you said, and I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago. So my entire career, I've been consulting people via webcam, and we drop ship labs to them, and talk to them via webcam like we're talking now and so for 10 plus hours a day I get to to talk to people like we're talking right now and look at the root components what are the confluence of factors that are the pieces to their puzzle that why are they feeling the way that they feel so I deal a lot with people with autoimmunity and people that are on this larger inflammation spectrum where they may have autoimmune components but they're not diagnosed (laughs) but they're symptomatic yeah, there's so many That's people, <laughs> right? There's so many people going through yeah. what you're going through. You're not alone. I mean, it's the numbers speak for themselves. There's 50 million Americans that have an autoimmune disease diagnosable, and there's millions more that are on this inflammation spectrum. And those are my people. You're my people because it's like on the outside, you look great. No one knows what it's like to go through it. They don't know what it takes just to get through the day sometimes and to give people answers as to what are the pieces to the puzzle here? Like, there's a reason why you feel the way that you feel. Let's figure it out. And just because something's common doesn't necessarily mean it's normal. And many people think it's just just because it's their everyday, they settle for it with things like fatigue and digestive problems and other inflammatory issues. So it's definitely something I take extremely seriously to start giving them answers and tools to have agency over their health and start to feel better. Yeah, it's interesting because I, about two years ago, I'd say, yeah, two years ago, I started feeling super achy. Like my arms would ache, I would always say. I almost felt like I had a fever every day. And I just, it sent me on the spiral of going to doctors. And every doctor I went to, they were like, is it MS? Is it arthritis? Is it, you know, all of these really extreme things and everything was coming back clear. You know, I'm healthy. No one for one moment looked at food allergies or um, hormones or those things because I'm getting sent to all these specialty doctors. And it wasn't until a friend of mine recommended going to a functional medicine doctor that I went to her and then realized that I was having like an intolerance to gluten and my inflammation was so high and um, it that kind of like sparked my journey of working with someone that wasn't just so focused on 
medicine or x-rays or this or that and really getting to the root of it because I feel like so much of it is based in food and what we're eating. Yeah, no, it's absolutely Do you, do you find? Yeah, it's true. I mean, and even looking at the labs conventionally as well, I think it's important for people to know we when you get that lab from your con- conventional setting, that reference range that you're being compared to, that X to Y interval of numbers that you have your number on the lab and then you have this reference range, that's largely based on the statistical bell curve average of the population of that specific lab. So people that are sadly, the, the people that are predominantly going to labs are people with health problems. So there's a lot of people like yourself that know this is a normal for me, like something's going on and you go to the doctor and the doctor runs the basic test because they're looking for the extreme things and the labs yep. come back, quote unquote, normal, even though, you know, intuitively, like this is not normal. And they're told, you're told you're just pressed. Here's an antidepressant. You're just stressed out. You're, you're just getting older. A lot of new moms are told you're just a new mom. All these well-intentioned, they're well-intentioned reasons is like, how the heck could yeah. you be having these symptoms despite these quote unquote normal labs. But I mean, comparing yourself to people with health problems is no way for you to know what's going on in your body. So in functional medicine, we're using a thinner range of numbers within that larger reference range. That's the functional range. That's where we get our name, functional medicine. It's where does your body function the the best? Where does vibrant Mm -hmm. wellness live? which is in the optimal range. So the Cleveland Clinic's Functional Medicine Center, that's who's trained myself and my team. It's the Institute for Functional Medicine, IFM. So that is what we're looking at, these optimal ranges. Because like I said earlier, just because something's common doesn't necessarily mean it's normal. So let's actually look at optimal, not just average. Yeah, that's so that's so fascinating because you do start to feel a little crazy because you know you're not feeling well and everyone's like, is it they start when when nothing's coming up in the labs, then they start pointing to, like you said, is it in your head? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? And you're like, I'm not crazy. Like you know when you're not feeling your best. And it's really it was frustrating for me going through the entire process. I finally started to feel some relief when I did change up my diet. And um, did cut out the gluten. But even to this day, like actually today, this morning, I woke up feeling super achy. And um, I notice even when I get in like super high stress environments or if I'm really stressed about something, I'll kind of like feel that spike again. Is there something you could talk to me about like cortisol or those levels spiking? Because it's something that I'm really interested in and I hear people talk about on other podcasts, but... I don't know enough about, and um, I would love to learn some more. Yeah. So you're right. Food is a major part of this, and but it's not just about food. And I think it's important for people to realize what we're talking about here. All these symptoms that we're talking about, that you're talking about, whether that's fatigue or digestive problems or musculoskeletal uh, joint muscle pain, or even things like anxiety and depression and brain fog and fatigue, these all have inflammation at their roots. So and people like to separate mental health from physical health, but reality, mental health is physical health. I mean, our brain is part mm-hmm. of our body, and our research shows that very clearly in the scientific literature. The cytokine model of cognitive function is how inflammation impacts how our brain works, how our hormones work, how our neurotransmitters work, and the rest of our body operates. But inflammation is not inherently bad. It's a product of our immune system. We want balanced inflammation levels. So we want inflammation to rise up to fight off viruses and kill off bacteria that are Mm. pathogenic, but we don't want inflammation too high for too long. That's the breaking of 
what I call the Goldilocks principle, like not too high, not too low, but just right. We want inflammation to do its job, but to calm down. Many people just have inflammation too high for too long. This is chronic inflammation. That is the commonality between just about every health problem that's plaguing human society today. And every food we eat either feeds inflammation or fights it. There's no neutral food. There's no Switzerland meal. It's doing something for your physiology, one or the other. Some in legible way, some in ways that we maybe not even notice, but it's doing something to your biochemistry. It's instructing your biochemistry to some degree. So you mentioned gluten, which is the protein that's in wheat and rye and barley and spelt. Uh, that is reactive to many people it's i mean there's many reasons for that but um but everybody's different some people do fine with it and that's the heart of functional medicine it's bio individuality we're all different so some people yeah. may do they may be fine with gluten some people aren't so instead of me making broad sweeping over generalized statements we want to look at the uniqueness and that's another heart of functional medicine is we're all different and i want to find out what's what does your body love and what does your body hate so you mentioned stress or sleep or these, these are what I call non-food inflamers. Cause you could be eating the mm. perfect meal and like you're downing like kale and kombucha and like taking all the good supplements and you're, you've got that solid, but you're serving your body a big slice of stress every day, which is junk food yeah. for your soul, which is going to raise inflammation levels up levels up. Like I said earlier, you cannot separate mental health from physical health, toxic stress, trauma, uh, uh, unhealthy relationship or work environment that raises inflammation levels just as much as a big piece of junk food. So we have to look at this bi-directional relationship between our thoughts and emotions and our physiology because they're interconnected. Underlying gut problems, chronic infections, hormone imbalances will impact your mood. But the opposite is also true. The external stuff, stress, trauma, et cetera, will impact your physiology as well. So you're right. I mean, you have to look at these non-food inflammers just as much as food. It's so almost like daunting because as someone who I try to do it all, you know, like I want to be mindful. I want to have positive self-talk. I want to try to eat well, but it all, like you said, feeds into each other and it's lumped into one big thing. So it's sometimes like as a consumer, I feel like it's so much to hear, okay, I need to be mentally strong. I need to eat well. I need to do this. I need to do that. It gets very um, confusing for people, I feel, to live that way every single day. Are there any yeah. like key points or any key things that you find people could start incorporating into their life to just like live more well balanced. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great point. You know, even when I say st what stress can do to your body, what trauma can do with, with perpetuating inflammation levels in your body. What I realize is that me saying that alone adds more stress because now now he's telling me to now that you're stressing about yeah. not stressing and like what the heck am I yep. supposed to do how do you and, and like and stress and trauma and this kind of stuff that's a lot more nefarious and insidious because it's easy to say well this food makes you feel lousy let's put that not like something you could pick up and set down and just don't do so I I don't think it's as easy as food and I respect that and it's just not about being perfect I have found 
is the resilient resilient capacity of the human body the re- of human physiology you don't have to be perfect you don't have to like live at, at, like this health aficionado that's just like living and breathing wellness all day long to feel great and to to be your best so what i ask people to do is just meet yourself where you're at give yourself grace give yourself lightness don't don't feed yourself and something that i say a lot and i want people to hear that this because it's the central cornerstone of sustainable wellness is you can't heal a body you hate. You cannot shame your way into health. You cannot obsess your way into wellness. You can try, but it, it will be such a source of dread or it'll be so unsustainable for you that you'll do it for a couple of weeks and then give up. I don't want there to be a wagon for you to fall off. There is no wagon. There shouldn't be a wagon. This is your life. Your life is a wagon. You can't fall off of it. And what I'm talking about here is just integrating you feeling great in your life. So even if it's incremental changes and you lean into it, it's sustainable. And I want to create a firm mm-hmm. foundation that really there's a catalyst that change shifts when you start feeling better, that it will be so intuitive. And that's really what I'm trying to talk about with intuitive fasting is that you love feeling great more than you thought you missed something that made you feel really lousy. And it's a little bit, yeah. it's a longer journey with stress and shame and trauma. It definitely is a bigger journey than don't eat that junk food. But these junk foods for the soul that impacts inflammation levels just as much as the junk food have to be dealt with. And what it starts to, what it looks like at the start is just to start bringing acts of stillness into your life. Start bringing in mindfulness practice, start bringing in things that root yourself in the present moment. And that looks different for different people. But that's something that I I talk about in intuitive fasting. I call them metaphysical meals because it's mealtime. I mean, it's like, what are we serving our head and our heart? What are we serving that? And those are opportunities, whether that's going out in nature and just turning off electronics, whether that's maybe journaling and getting your emotions out and your thoughts out on paper. Maybe that's going and seeing a, a therapist or a psychiatrist to really work on that past trauma. It's all that stuff that's that's dealing with the junk foods of the soul. And that takes time. That process takes time. So I would say throughout that process, just be gentle on yourself. This has taken a long time to get to where we're at now. So the idea that you're going to solve it overnight is unrealistic. So, but when you start yeah. leaning in with small things, the human the capacity for healing is exponential in my experience. Yeah, I think that's the thing where people, myself included, you just kind of feel like I want fast results. I want to feel better. I want, so like for me personally, when I started um, getting a lot of like inflammation and just living in an unhealthy environment, I put weight on. And now it's like, I want the weight to come off but there's all these other factors that you're talking about like mental and physical and now my metabolism's slower and all these different things and sometimes I'm not patient with myself and I'll be like I just want to snap my fingers and eat a healthy food and have it all go away but it's such a bigger process especially when you do have these like different issues with inflammation or stress for me as an entrepreneur i have so much stress and I think that's actually really been like a key factor in all of this just the mental health aspect of it It, it definitely for so many people because I think it's all about the the tangible stuff sometimes it's the intangible that impacts the tangible so people have to realize that and something that the, the functional medicine perspective and my perspective on weight loss resistance or people struggling with losing weight or anything like that they have to get healthy to lose weight instead of trying to lose weight to get healthy is that what don't worry mm-hmm. about the weight loss work worry on your health focus on your health don't worry about anything focus on your health 
And a natural byproduct of getting healthy over time will create sustainable weight loss. So that's the message in all of what I talk about with my patients for the past decade. It's what I try to get across with intuitive fasting. These are tools to improve your physiology, actually reset your metabolism. So you'll become, you'll just naturally get to your metabolic baseline and it'll be a healthy weight for your body. So that's the antithesis of that dieting consciousness that's like about obsession and restriction and, and this sort of uh, shame culture that I think is the antithesis of sustainable wellness. I think my listeners are really going to love this because we talk about, we talk a lot about body image, but I have a lot of like influencers on and we're just talking about our own experiences. It's not based in any, you know, it's like things that our therapist told us and we're relaying it, <laughs> but it's never coming straight from the source. Yeah. Um, so I think it's good for people to hear that from a professional that you have to feel healthy within yourself to even start to make those changes. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree with like the self-talk and the self-hatred. It's, that's not going to get you anywhere or it might in the short term, but then you're going to you know, go back to the bad habits. Um, yeah. I'm interested now in hearing a little bit more about the intuitive fasting. I, I've spoken about intuitive eating on a different podcast, and I always joke. Um, I'm like, if I listened to my gut, I'd be eating burgers and and tacos. And I have a hard time grasping intuitive eating, fasting, whatever it may be. And I actually got a DM from one of my followers saying the same thing. She was like, I'm glad that you said that if you just listen to your brain, it would be burgers because I feel the same way. And I think a lot of people, we have this misconception about it. So I'd love to hear you kind of explain it because obviously you just wrote a book on intuitive fasting. So you're the best to answer this. Yeah. And it's really the, a functional medicine deep dive conversation on that same topic that you exactly what you said is what I see with my patients is this there was a book in the 90s called intuitive eating uh and you look it's it's been used today with some by some people that have eating disorders and they're kind of healing their relationship with food and kind of undoing the the toxic shame the diet culture brought perpetuates right so i'm not talking about that if you have an eating disorder that this is not what we're discussing today but what i am discussing is the larger problem that people have with their relationship with food and a healthy relationship with food and the majority of the human race today that almost everybody uh close to 80 percent of the united states today has a massive metabolic problem a massive hormonal problem a massive inflammatory problem a massive blood sugar issue. So what we're dealing with is a large, uh, a massive issue of metabolic inflexibility or metabolic rigidity. And people are stuck in the sugar burning mode and they're hangry and they have insatiable cravings and they have chronic inflammation and blood sugar issues and weight loss resistance and all that issues. That's a lot of people. And those are the people that I speak with. And they say exactly what you say. They say, look, like my, I'm actually craving all the things that are actually making me feel worse at the end of the day. So it's nice to say I'm intuitive eating or, and it's a nice hashtag on social media, but really when it comes down to the practical, like what the heck does that mean to somebody that's struggling with these chronic inflammatory problems? Uh, it's going to be a lot of things that mask themselves and disguise themselves as their intuition, but are they really your intuition if they're leading you to have something that makes you feel really lousy? Yeah. I think we should you be mindful when it comes to eating. I think that there should be an intuitive relationship with food and fasting, but it's not going to happen when you're metabolically inflexible because is it intuition or is it 
hormone imbalance? Is it intuition or hangriness? Mm -hmm. Is it intuition or metabolic issues? I mean, that's really the conversation that I'm having in intuitive fasting, which is paradoxical on on purpose. I called it intuitive fasting because fasting will not be intuitive when you're metabolically inflexible. So by using intermittent fasting in a mindful way, just like all of what I was talking about of how do we do it, use fasting and food as a mindfulness practice. How do we use food and fasting as a meditation to learn about ourselves, but also use it as medicine. So not just a meditation, but medicine, we're therapeutically lowering inflammation levels and helping our gut health and helping our hormone levels and helping our blood sugar levels. Because when you create metabolic flexibility, meaning you're able to burn fat for fuel, your blood sugar is more balanced, your inflammation levels are lower, your gut health is better. All of that stuff is physiological foundation for authentic, mindful eating, intuitive eating, and for intuitive fasting. Not because it's some arduous, restrictive, obsessive thing. It's because when someone's more metabolically flexible, they can go longer without eating because their blood sugar is more stable. So that's really the conversation that I'm having. I want people to get to the place of mindful eating and intuitive eating, but we have to actually build the, the hardware, so to speak, the physiological health stuff to have proper signaling pathways and satiety signaling that's going on in the body. So I can know with a deep discernment and awareness about our body, oh, this food makes me feel great. I can go longer without eating foods. I'm not obsessed about food anymore. I'm actually, Mm -hmm. uh, I use food because it's delicious and I know when to stop to eat. I use food therapeutically because it makes me feel good and I'm not tied to food. Basically, I enjoy food, food doesn't control me. And that's where I yeah. want people to get to. So it's I, to me, it's a functional medicine conversation about the, the things you've talked about in your show in the past. I think that is, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. And um, I would love to learn. So when people, I think I heard you on the Skinny Confidential podcast say this and correct me if I'm wrong, but you said when you're fasting, it doesn't mean that you're eating less. You're just pushing the time. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So the specific subset of intermittent fasting that I'm talking about, the science of it, like what's in the medical journals in intuitive fasting, I'm talking about a time compressed feeding or time restricted feeding. So it has nothing to do with calorie changes. You're eating ample amounts of food. You're just doing it in specific windows and you're eating healthy foods. You're eating foods that actually make you feel better and honestly really complement the fast because it is therapeutic again, we're using food as medicine and a meditation too. So it is definitely not caloric restriction. It is that people conflate the two, but it's not the same thing. We're just eating in specific windows. So in the intuitive fasting, I, I put together a protocol that's again, born out of my clinical experience of just how to use this thing sustainably, these tools sustainably is these vacillating ebbing and flowing windows of eating and fasting. So you're eating ample amounts of food, you're just doing it in specific windows, but it is sort of this proverbial yoga class for your metabolism. So if someone is metabolically inflexible, that's like somebody being inflexible in their body. Like my hamstrings are tight. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty inflexible. I go to a yoga class. I'm not really great at it at first, but I can't blame yoga and say yoga is not for me. It's because I'm inflexible. That's what's going on with many people's metabolism. They're a sugar burner. They're hangry. They have insatiable cravings. They have to start off with a beginner 
yoga class for their metabolism or intermittent fasting. And we're training the metabolism to become more flexible. So we're ebbing and flowing into these deeper and later time-restricted feeding windows, eating lots of good foods just in specific windows. And that starts to train the metabolism to become more flexible. And that lowers the inflammation levels, balances blood sugar, and helps to become more of uh, metabolically flexible. You feel good. You have increased energy levels. That's so interesting to me because I think I have a friend, I won't call her out, but over um, this whole quarantine period, everyone working from home, she was sleeping a lot later and therefore kind of intermittent, intermittent, well, well, why can't I say the word right now? (laughs) (laughs) Fasting. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Um, Fasting. And she was skipping a meal. So she was skipping breakfast and she wasn't losing weight, but she was hardly eating any calories. And I kept saying to her, I'm like, I don't think this is healthy. Like this doesn't seem right to me because you're just, you're not giving your body enough like nutrients. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people my age, when they hear fasting, they think, Ooh, I'm just going to eat my first meal at lunchtime and then I'll have dinner and then I'm good. And it's interesting because you're not saying that at all. You're saying you need to still eat the right amount of food. You need to eat nutritious food within those certain windows. But I think that's a big misconception that people really get wrong. And that's why I wanted to ask you about that. It's true. And look, there are studies that have been done that for research purposes, if we don't, because you have to know from a research standpoint, what's the benefits of fasting? Is it caloric restriction? Is it changing the foods that you eat? Or is it the actual windows of eating? So from a research standpoint, different scientific journals had to look at that and to see does fasting stand on its own? Where does the benefit come from? So there have been many studies that have been done, and I cite them in the book to show that yes, the benefits of fasting do in part come from the specific windows of eating because you're giving your body a break from digesting food and you have a better, you're increasing all these healing pathways and upregulating them during your fasting period. But for the sake of real life, I just want to feel great and be healthy. I would never advocate somebody to fast their way out of a poor diet, nor would they advocate them to chronically lower their calories. That is not good. That's not healthy. So we're eating really amply, like good nutrient dense and calorically dense foods, just in a very strategic way, therapeutically. Then over time, it will become intuitive because when you become more metabolically flexible, it'll be an art form for you. It won't be this thing that you have to follow Dr. Rokul's protocol in a book. It's because it's just like that yoga practice. You've got this down really, really intuitively that you know, oh, I felt better when I did that. I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to do less of that. I didn't need that so much. And that will evolve as your health improves too. So that's what I want people to have agency over their health, but they have to start with a template to actually learn about their body and to start feeling better on a physical level. Yeah, I think I think that's just a good place to start for people, especially because it is a newer concept for some people. I think as we have things like podcasts, people are learning more. And like I said, you don't feel well. You go to a doctor. They give you a prescription. And sometimes you just never get to the root of the issue. So sometimes it is doing your own research, reading things. Um, for women, I know that hormones are a huge factor. Um, are there anything specific that people should test for when they're feeling this way? Is it their thyroid? Is it their hormones? Like, Um, Is there something that we should be like looking or paying more attention to? Mm. Yeah. So I, there's two different ways to look at this one subdiagnostically, just wanting to learn more about your body. Cause I do feel like most, you're right. Like most people are so divorced from 
eat their intuition. They're so divorced about from their body, even knowing because they think because it's because they think because it's their everyday that they just that's their normal. They can get through the day. Yeah. It's not a good quality day. They're kind of fatigued and irritable and they don't feel really good, but they just settle for it. So I want people to start to grow in mindfulness and awareness about their body. And that's I put a quiz in a book in the book in intuitive fasting that I adapted from questions that I asked patients to learn about your body. And then you could start the aha moments that come from those type of questionnaires is really cool to see because they start to think, well, I do have that every day. I thought that was normal. Mm -hmm. And they can start to really learn about their body and thinking, hey, this isn't normal. This is just common. Let's start to fix it. Let's start to improve how you feel. Um, so I would say that may be a good start, but you're absolutely right. There's a time and place for diagnostics. And that's what I work on with my patients. It's beyond what I can get in a book. We have to like get labs for people to, to yeah. look at the confluence of factors because there's so many women that are struggling with these different metabolic issues where they have insulin resistance, their leptin's off. Leptin is a hormone that their fat cells produce to burn a lot of time, times people struggling with chronic fatigue and weight loss resistance. They have leptin resistance, which I do talk about at length in, in intuitive fasting because fasting helps to lower leptin. So if you, you could look at food and gain weight with leptin resistance, you could mm. eat like a rabbit and gain weight with leptin resistance. So these are hormonal uh, roadblocks that can keep people back from their goals. So we have to look at leptin. We have to look at insulin. We have to look at the thyroid hormone, like you mentioned. And with thyroid hormone pathways, which I talk about at, at length in the book too, because these are important. And we have to run full thyroid panels. You can't just run basic thyroid panels. So in functional mm -hmm. medicine, we run everything like TSH, total T4, total T3, free T3 and free T4, thyroid antibodies, because a lot of thyroid cases are autoimmune in nature, like Hashimoto's disease and Graves' disease, uh, and, oh, and wow. something called reverse T3. So we have to look at the complexities. And this is like, this is, applies to anybody, but specifically to women. We are more complex than just a, one number on a piece of paper. We have to run a full panel to get the full context because mm -hmm. context matters with these sort of things. And many of these underlying hormonal problems get missed with incomplete testing. And it's not because the doctor in the conventional setting is being you know, nefarious and wanting to keep information. They are just trained to diagnose a disease and match it with a medication. So it's kind of superfluous from their standpoint. Why would they run a medication when the end result is still going to be that pill that they want to put you on? So it's, it's yeah. inconsequential from the standard model of care. But from a functional medicine standpoint, we realize ultimately nobody is sick from a medication deficiency. So if you do need to be put on a medication, why? Like what's going on here to go upstream to the root components that are at play here? So this is the combination of things that we have to take into consideration. And it's very, very important because many women, like we talked about at the top of the conversation, there's so many, there's so much systematic, systemic, delegitimization of women that are told you're just you're fine you're, you're there's nothing wrong with yeah. you and you start to second guess and question yourself but when you're feeling lousy who wouldn't feel a little bit, bit depressed and stressed and anxious that is not the causation of why you're going through what you're going through and labs can illuminate the components that are missing here Wow. Okay. So I'm going to come to you and get a full lab of everything. Hey, I'm ready. Now I'm like convinced. I'm like, I need every test because I just was at the doctor last week and they tested my thyroid, but you're right. It was just the general overarching yeah. you, you need test. a full thyroid panel. We should, I mean, if you ever oh, want to share it, we could talk about it on the podcast. It would be. Yeah. Like I would love to do a deep dive into my blood work. 
I, I love this stuff. I, it's so good because look, you already know you feel lousy. I think it's this is not yeah. like going to be I, when I'm going over labs, the last thing that my patients want me to say is everything looks great, even though yeah. you know this isn't great. So if anything, when I'm going mm -hmm. over these issues that need to be dealt with, it's not a bad thing. It's like exciting. It's like, oh, look, we have to know what we're dealing with to actually do something about it. And it's very validating yeah. to say, look, I'm not freaking crazy. I knew that there's something going on here and we can start to deal with it because these are things you can overcome and heal from and deal with. This isn't like scary. This is actually good stuff because you can have a game plan to overcome it. No, completely. And I feel the same way. I'm at the point in my life where I, I think for years I was like kind of scared of doctors and lab results. I, you know, people do get nervous because you're like, is something really wrong? But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I want to know what's wrong because I want to fix it and I want to move forward. And if I can get a test for anything and everything, I'm getting a test at this point. <laughs> like I'm just ready to um, see what's, what's happening in my body. And like I said, I woke up achy this morning. Like, that's not normal. I know that's not normal. And I have a feeling it's because I was I was tossing and turning and stressed last night. It's like, it's just everything just throws my body out of whack. Mm -hmm. And um, I think people are going to find this really fascinating because when I talk about these issues, I get a lot of messages from people being like, I feel crazy. No one's listening to me. I also have inflammation and people just don't even know who to go to for answers or what to do to get some kind of relief. So I'm really happy um, that I was able to introduce you to my audience. And yeah, I'll have to come get some blood work done. Let me know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where could everyone find you, buy your book, all of the things? Thank you so much. Yeah, everything's at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com on Instagram, at drwillcole, same thing. All the, all the places that people are at, <laughs> I am there. Amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You. All right, guys, I am back with Rudy by Popular Demand. Welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We sat down this morning and I was like, so you coming on the pod? We're going to answer some questions. And you guys are literally crazy because today's Ask Alyssa is insane and I love you guys. So we'll jump right into it. Um, okay, so this girl said, okay, so this is a riot. Last year, my friends went on a couple dates with this guy who was a few years older than her. After the second time they hooked up, she realized he had ba basketball. Sorry, guys. I'm so hungover. I can't read. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> After the second time they hooked up, she realized he had basketball shorts on under his jeans. Then the third time noticed that again. She finally asked him why he was wearing basketball shorts under his jeans in the winter. And he said it was because when he was 14, 15 years ago, he forgot to bring shorts to basketball practice, so now he always wears them since. Alyssa, is this a red flag? Because I think it is. It's just no, this dude weird. rocks. <laughs> oh, you're into it. Yeah, I mean, who gives a shit? Like, as long as it's not, he's, he's, he's hygienic. But do you think there's underwear under the basketball shorts? I would assume no. Yeah, I think he's free balling in the basketball shorts. Which is definitely concerning, but I think it's cool as fuck. <laughs> I just wonder why. Like, what? What's so he's superstitious? Cool? That's why. He said. Didn't he say that he does it because he forgot him one time? Yeah. Yeah. Old habits. Old habits die hard. 
I think it's cool. I picture them to be like a little chunky, though, underpants. Yeah, I mean, I had friends that did it when we were probably 12. And I was yeah. always like, damn, bro, like that seems really uncomfortable. But what is like the cool underwear that's in right now? Like, is it tidy whities Is like the thongs. boxer briefs? Every dude is wearing thongs and none of you know it. <laughs> <laughs> like what's like what's like the it underwear? Uh, Probably briefs. Yeah, just regular briefs. Cal- yeah. Like Calvin Klein. So like the stuff. tight on the leg. Yeah, no. Yeah. If I was hooking up with a guy and he was wearing boxers, I think I'd be weirded out. It, my, yeah, no. Boxers, uh, I think that boxers actually in a, in a way would be weirder than basketball shorts. Yeah, because it's like Because a basketball juvenile. short is like this dude is just, he's a free spirit. <laughs> he's athletic. Right. He's a free <laughs> spirit. He doesn't care about the rules of society. But boxers are like a time from like just is too old I my mom got me my mom got me boxers for my birthday and i had to straight up tell her i was like this is just not it yeah like i'm sorry like these spongebob boxers gotta go mom <laughs> they were tommy bahamas they were nice boxers but i was just like i can't this doesn't work keep them around so then when girls sleep over you can give them them to wear to bed yeah i think boxers actually work better for girls yeah in general because like they're like them. pajama shorts yeah basically they're perfect i still have them but not gonna wear them yeah, just keep him around no, in that case. Guy's, this guy's awesome. It's not a red flag. <laughs> I love that he Wait, loves how it. How old is he? The guy? He's now say? 29. Oh. He's kind of old to be doing Super that. Super old. I mean, if, you, if you're if you over the age of 12 and you're doing this, you're old to do right, it. Right, that's Okay, true. this is why I think it's weird. When I think of basketball shorts, they're baggy. They're not like the six-inch inseam shorts that all these TikTokers are wearing. Right. Like, basketball shorts are down to your the knees. Allen Iverson. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know what sports references. <laughs> they're literally down to your knees, and they have, like, the stripe down the side. Yeah. Yep. Like, and one shorts. Yeah, like, those are kind of, I don't... Uh, it entirely depends on the dude rocking him, but I think Fair. that I think that this guy sounds like a fun dude to be around. Okay, I think we're gonna agree to disagree. <laughs> I think, but that's the beauty of it. Yeah, I think it depends on the personality type. I agree. Like, if he's like a funny guy, like maybe right, like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. But if I was dating a thirty-year-old who was wearing basketball shorts, I think I would. I would think it was weird. Yeah, I don't blame. I mean, he's definitely if he's living this life, he's comfortable with the fact Rudy's that there's like, going to be a few. There's going to be a few people <laughs> that aren't, you know, fucking with the vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a free spirit. He is a free. We could agree on that. So, I, okay, but in terms of red flag, like I don't think I wouldn't date someone because he wears shorts under his. You know, that'd be like a, one of those things where. I could see that being somehow a long-term issue if they dated for years. Yeah. She's like, I love this guy. He's great. You know, he, he gets my sense of humor. We really get along great. But he wears basketball shorts as boxers. And, like, it in, like, 17 years, it, like, makes their marriage fall It's apart. like their wedding day and right. they're under his, like, tux. Right. <laughs> see, ladies just can't let dudes rock. Like, oh, my God. Because we try to change your style. Yeah. Let us know? Let us rock. This guy's rocking. I am the type that will try to slowly just tweak the person I'm with style if they don't have any. Really? Yeah, like if they're dressing awful. like You slowly change one piece of clothing and then system, like over course of time, it just becomes a completely different we human. We start with hair. <laughs> like if oh. you still have like gel, like a flip. Oh. You know? No, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like we'll be like, you know, try like the right. puffy thing. Right. What about a side part? Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. That's actually good advice though. Like I've seen videos where people just get a good haircut and it revolutionizes their entire existence. Everything. Yeah. It's you kind of have TikTok hair. Th- thanks. <laughs> yeah. 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 You kind of do. It's hip. If, it, if you grew it out longer, you would definitely have that. Yeah. My hair kind of like, 
I used to have wicked long hair that I would slick back, but it just doesn't want to like. It's just an inconvenient thing. Yeah. I just let it do what it does. I don't put I don't put very much effort into it, which is bad. No, that's good because we don't like we as if I'm speaking for all women. I don't like a super like hard head. Oh, I used to be way too when I was younger. I was way heavy on the gel. Yeah, and I was I finally LA Lux. I just finally grew up and I was like, this is this is a little bit crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you got to go more natural. Yeah, no, totally. Which is why basketball shorts is sick because it's a very (laughs) natural way to live. Yeah, he like just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, my my mom actually told my sister's husband they started dating and um, years ago and my mom was like Justin like you got to get a side part he works oh, really? in finance wears a suit you know right. she was like it's just not working your hair and he to this day he's like Jude you changed my life <laughs> yeah he's like I owe you everything every oh promotion that I've gotten he's like that hairstyle changed my life that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, see, like, my mom has been a very positive style and yeah. influence on my father, for sure. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. Okay, now I love this because people are, like, horned up in quarantine, and this <laughs> one just really got me going. She said, a super hot married man and I struck up a convo. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I just stuttered. <laughs> Guys, I'm so scared for myself. Okay. I'm going to start over. A super hot married man and I struck up a convo. I'm moving a few hours away and he pretty much asked to sleep with me before I do. He wasn't shy, so I feel like this is not odd behavior for him. I feel bad. I gave him my number, but I kind of want to sleep with him because he's very, very attractive. 2020 was a dry year and my morals and my sex drive are highly conflicted. Yikes. I just love that she's like, She's like, I just want to have sex. Yeah, she's being very honest about it. Is it your job to? Is it your job to patrol a man that willingly is going to step out on his marriage? Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, probably not. But I will say this: if she's if she's willing to go out and like ask the question publicly, I don't think that she can hold it down necessarily like she wants to she's gonna do it yeah like i think that she's probably a little too far gone (laughs) yeah she's thinking about it i can't condone this behavior at all i agree but it seems like her mind is sort of made up well what i am thinking is if you really just want to have sex so bad just go meet someone online 100 percent agree. you know yeah like if you're just like dry like you said dried up and uh She did not say that. Also, <laughs> she said it was a dry year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, just go find someone. Yeah. That's yeah. not married. I agree. I can't. I can't, I'm sorry. I know. I know whoever you are. You're probably very, very horny. But yeah. I, I, I have to slap you on the wrist and say no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Can't do it. You can go on Amazon. There's vibrators. Yeah. You can go mechanical. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs an- a man? You can, you can go analog. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. No. I can't. I can't. You know. But also, like, I guess what my original point was, like, this man probably is just cheating on his wife anyway because he's that kind of person. But it's like, do you want to be that kind of person? Mm-hmm. Right. It's he's tough gonna to, like, do it. know already. Mm-hmm. Like, if she didn't know, she would just do it, obviously. Have you ever hooked up with someone that was in a relationship? Not to my knowledge. I have. But not knowing either. Yeah. Well, that's way Until I mean, after. entirely different. No, it was yeah. Right, because it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um... It was an athlete. I'll say that much. But they're all fucking losers. Okay, and well, uh, um, <laughs> and after, he's like, no, he was wearing like a what would Jesus do bracelet. And after what? he was like, 
I said something like, yeah, like, I feel like I've told this story. I was like, yeah, I feel like um, a lot of, like, the athletes on this trip, like, have girlfriends and wives. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you? He was like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, my God. Like, All right, great time to tell me, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's very you. brave of him to tell you after After being it asked. already happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, I'm just going to come clean. Yeah, that's the kind he, of guy. He's like, yeah. I'm an honest guy. I'm an honest, like, straight up dude. You? I'm just going to tell you now. <laughs> yeah, after. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, excuse me? It happens. I mean, fuck. It, it just happens. But, yeah. But w- if I knew that, I wouldn't have. Her her issue, it sounds like, is just the fact that the dude's wicked hot. Yeah, you're right, because you can't just find a hottie on like, right. Tinder so necessarily. My advice is, you know, this is sort of lame and like kind of square of me, but I think you just can't do it. Yeah. It's 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 not the way, it's not the virtuous way. I feel like you just got to fantasize about a hot man. Yeah, or just get in the streets and just, you know, yeah, start patrolling. People that, are outside. That There's team. other horny people out there just like mm-hmm. you. No, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Um, okay. I'm going to try to find another good one. Oh, this one's good. They're all very sex related today, which is funny. Um, hey, girl. I just want to start off by saying I love your podcast. I'm in Toronto, and we're in another crazy lockdown, and vaccines are rolling out at a very glacial pace. So I've been talking to this guy, and the sex in person pre-lockdown was great, but he absolutely sucks at sexting. Like, the responses I get are nice, but odd. He goes from zero to 100. Am I expecting too much? It's a tough thing to teach. And it's also kind of like you're in lockdown, which isn't hopefully forever, so you just ride out the wave, I feel. Wait, I don't understand, like, what her issue is. Her issue is that now that they're in in lockdown, they can't see each other. The sex was good in person. Oh, right. But now the sexting isn't good, and they're, like, separated, I guess. She should just get him a—I'm sure that there's a sexting for dummies. She should just send that to him. (laughs) Like a how-to guy. Or I think you just kind of have to navigate the conversation yourself. Like— it's kind of like sex in real life where you have to, like, tell someone what to do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she has to, like, navigate it a little bit and be like, she said he goes from zero to 100. So he's just too aggressive in the sex scene? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to think. I'm also trying to no, picture, I'm picturing like, him being like, conversation. I'm finished. Being like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing in between. Right. That's a tough. That's tough if, like. You, you like sh- you shank and you bust early in sexting when there's like that's no, what I'm picturing. Yeah, I mean pff, that is she's got. I think that you gotta just like I don't even know. This is such a bizarre <laughs> world that we're living in now with like the quarantine is just giving people trouble. I think you just deal with it because we're not going to be locked down forever. And if everything was good in person, it's going to be good in person again when yeah. you're reunited. Listen, if you got a problem with the dude sexting, then like I said, there's plenty of helpful resources out there. Send him a book. I love Tell that. Tell them to get educated. Yeah. But, like, do you, don't you feel – wouldn't you be insulted if a girl sent you a book on how to sext? Yeah. I mean, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'd be hilarious if the girl was like, listen, you're not good at this. I'm going to – that'd true. be very That'd be very funny. That is kind of true. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it's like something's missing It also here. could, like, you know, depending on the dude, completely, like, destroy his entire self-confidence and destroy the relationship. But. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just make things explode. Why don't you try to FaceTime him and do it that way? That's a – no, I think uh, that's a you could do that, or that you policy. could get this, or you could get the sexting for dummies and send it to them. Sexting with dummies. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to read another. There are a lot of relationship ones today. 
um, this girl, blah, blah, blah. So my boyfriend and I have been together for two years and lived together for one year renting apartments. We're now in the process of buying a house and I was really excited at the idea of buying a house, but the idea of buying it with him is making me bonkers. My anxiety, whatever's through the roof, and I feel like a commitment phobia which is weird for me because I'm normally the one pushing to make things official and move things along. I've also been feeling the need to be more independent lately and kind of like the idea of living alone. But I don't know how slash if I could say that to him without breaking up. But also, if buying a house with him stresses me out after dating him and living with him for this long, is this relationship really still going anywhere? Sorry, that's a loaded question, but I've really talked about this with anyone I haven't really talked about this with anyone and a lot of these feelings are very new and very weird for me. Hmm. Heavy, heavy questions. Yeah. I think you guys got to go to, um, one of the resorts like in couples retreat where they go to like an Island and like your relationship is like system like tested by a (laughs) stranger psychologist temptation Island, and it just, they just pick apart your brain. That, you gotta go. You gotta go to one of those places and well, figure it out. Where do these exist? In the tropics, somewhere. I, I feel like there's. It's in the tropics, somewhere there. It's hard because like you could either be having doubts, like cold feet, or you listen to your gut, which is like, don't move in with this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's a very. This is like way over my head because I've never been this <laughs> far along in a relationship. But I always think that if like there's, what's the rush? What's the rush in doing anything? Like, why do you need to buy a house now? Like, I understand that you want to build credit and et cetera like that. That's a good thing. But there's no one, like, putting a gun to your head that's like, you got to move in with this person. I always think it's better, in my opinion, to just, like, wait and, like, allow Mm. things to evolve naturally so, like, we are comfortable, et cetera. That's true. Like, why buy? Yeah, you're right. Like, rent for another year. See? Right. Me and my friends have been having this conversation because we feel like we all of a sudden got really old, like, within, like, this last year because of COVID. Right. And I think we were saying it's because everyone settled down. Totally. And I think COVID kind of put this, like, pressure cooker on people to be, like, move out of cities, buy houses, get engaged, get married, get pregnant. Right. And, like... I think maybe this is a result of, like, you've been stuck inside with this. You said you've lived together for a year, so basically it's been the whole pandemic. Yeah. And now you want to buy a house. Like, don't let society pressure you into, like, taking the next step if you are kind of getting cold feet. Yeah, unless it's, like, a really great situation where you know it's going to be, a, like, a slam dunk. Yeah. You got the money. It's a good place. All that stuff. I think that everyone needs, like, a buffer year after yeah. After COVID. this, like you like take a year and because like everyone's like it's a weird, weird year, like in general. Yeah, that's like a good point. your brain is is in a weird fucking whatever mm-hmm. place. So I would take a buffer year, take a gap year, reevaluate. Yeah. Like I said, maybe the tropical resort. And maybe you realize you're going to be together forever. or You're not. I, I've actually I'm 100 percent aligned with this advice. Don't rush buying a property because once you merge your finances, like. Then it's not just a breakup. Then shit gets real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then it's right. not good. Right. Um. So, yeah, I actually like that advice. Like, pump the brakes. Maybe just say to your boyfriend, like, you know, I'm feeling like we just lived this last year in COVID, mm-hmm. and we didn't really get the most out of, like, living together this past year. I think we need to live together with, like, life happening, right. not locked inside together right. before we settle down and buy a house. Mm-hmm. All right. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um. That's all the questions we're going to do, but I do have something for you, Rudy. Oh, okay. Ooh. So you um, roller 
skated to work today. I did. Mackenzie saw you on the street. I did see you, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that looks sick? I, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's I was fun. like, I didn't even see How the rollerblades at first. And I was like crossing the street and you were just like on the other side, like halfway in front of me. And I was like, oh, that kind of looks like Rudy. And then all of a sudden, like the sidewalk, like the light went on to walk and you just like bolted. I was like, what is that? And yeah. I was like, oh, it's rollerblades. You thought I was on a Segway? I didn't even know. I just like you were just kind of like standing there. I didn't even notice the rollerblades. Yeah. But yeah, it was. They're awesome. I feel like that's a bold move. That's a guy that would wear basketball shorts. Right. I think that's sort of why I felt that <laughs> yeah. way about yeah. the basketball. No, no, no. You definitely. I could like definitely. Because I was like, I, ro- I rock rollerblades to work. So it's like. <laughs> How can I tell the basketball shorts guy that he's nuts? No, one hundred percent. Like you would definitely be a basketball shorts guy, but yeah. you could also pull it off. If it was someone different, it would be kind of weird, probably. Because like if you own dressing unique or like having style, yeah, I think it's one thing. But if you're like wearing like a, uh, you know, like a polo and khakis and right. you're a rocking base basketball shorts, right? All of a sudden, you're like, let me wear that some is, basketball that is, shorts. That is concerning, the person you just described. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Right. Yeah. So I think it depends on, like, the human. Right, yeah. No, I mean, the rollerblading thing is hilarious, but uh, honestly, for me, it makes a ton of sense because I used to play hockey, so I'm, like, yeah. fairly good at rollerblading. Mike, my roommate, got them for me for free. They're, like, really nice rollerblades. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, it's nice outside. It's, they're great because it's like a perfect combination of walking and biking. Because mm-hmm. biking in the city, you get around really quick. But yeah. you got to like go to the city bike and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And you're still kind of a vehicle. Whereas rollerblades, you're everywhere. You yeah. can be on the sidewalk. You can be in the road. You can go fast. <laughs> you can go slow. You can go, in a, you can go in a store. I went to a store with – I went to a bodega with the blades on. Wait, really? Well, what are you going to do? Take them off? Like, That's you can, true, yeah. You can do everything if, as long as you're like – capable on them you can basically just navigate the world on blades Did you i just, think like, you need a gopro and you need to make this like a oh, series oh yeah i mean mike has already got it going like blade, Rudy on roller oh, yeah, blades. blade gang <laughs> yeah i will say this though i didn't account for this this morning i was like oh i'll just blade to work today it'll be great i didn't quite account for the fact that going like going to work blading is not nearly as fun as just going for a stroll on the on the waterfront it's like going yeah. through midtown manhattan wasn't that f- was there was points yeah. where i was like this isn't fun this right. is dumb like there's it, the, the roads are shitty there's construction is it everywhere. like a workout like were you like sweating i was gonna say you show up sweaty yeah well yeah and i like well like i said when you're on the water you're just coasting so right. it's not that bad yeah. but then there was a few hills and i was like oh this actually like kind of sucks yeah <laughs> i'm a big city biker city bike's awesome yeah. especially Love if you get the pedal bike. assist oh i fly Sheesh. home yeah you fly <laughs> So I will like I go to SoulCycle a lot in Tribeca and it's on the west side and like for me to like take a like a subway home is kind of pointless like it's nothing's convenient. You can get the places so fast on a city bike. Hop on that city bike, the one with the motor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I just trek along the west side highway yeah. on the bike path. I love like the sun setting cuz yeah. the time of day that I go. Mm-hmm. Winds This my time hair. of year is great. For it. I have a question for you. Do you feel the sexual tension on the bike path? <laughs> oh, on the west side? Just any, like, like there's this, I've spoken of this sexual tension when you're on, you're moving and someone else is moving and they're hot and you're coming towards each other. Oh, yeah. And, like, you can't stop because you're both moving, but you're just like, fuck, all the hot people are on the path. Yeah, yeah. no, I to- feel that. Totally. All I mean, the time. if you don't think I'm going to take the blades to the west side water, what? <laughs> you're nuts. We're going to see each other the- passing. <laughs> We used to be – when I was in college, though, you want to talk about, like, weird sexual tension. Like, we used to go to the park right by our school, and we had rollerblades then, and we legitimately, like, unironically 
would blade around like a crew of six hockey dudes. Half of us would have our shirts off and we'd have a boom box. Oh my God. Like playing 80s music. And in our head, we were like, this is just like a normal park activity. Right. But like, if you saw us, it would be like, it's like a fantasy. What do these dudes think? Like, they look like complete buffoons, but it was so fun. I had, we've talked a little bit about this, but I dated a hockey player in college and he was Canadian. And like, did you have a lot of Canadians on your hockey team? Yeah, tons. I felt like when I hung out with like him and his hockey friends, like he was so cool, you know, like yeah. Canadian, like yeah. hockey player. But then when I would like pluck him out and put him with like my like American friends. That, this guy was Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. My American friends that like weren't Canadian. Then all of a sudden I felt like he was like not as cool because yeah. he was like, eh, eh. Yeah. His powers were stripped from him. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, ooh, like it's an environment thing. Yeah. He didn't have like the wingmen. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, he was great. Yeah. Steven, Canadians, Canadians are stronger in numbers. Just like, it's just like the hockey banter is such a specific thing. It's like the funny. way you guys talk and yeah. like the way you, like something would happen with me and him. Like he'd like pee my bed or something. And like the whole team would know. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> oh yeah. Something would happen. Yep. Like, you know, you'd go out and get too drunk and like yeah. stuff. And like the whole hockey team would know in like 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm like, can oh, I have any yeah. privacy here? Yeah. The yeah. whole team's got to know my That's business. like any sports team, though, I feel like. <laughs> Just like everyone knows everything. Well, if someone pees the bed, you're going to get made fun of. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I'm like, I mean, he's an idiot because I'm like, why are you telling them? Because now they're just going to make fun right, of Right, like it. that's on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he would tell everyone. That's so true. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Rudy. Well. It's been real. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, thank you. Um, we'll have you back soon. Let's do it. Okay, guys, it is time to spill the tea, and the tea is piping hot because something just broke, and, um, you know, you're going to hear it here first. So if you're not into the TikTok drama, we are really into it here at Barstool, yeah, as you know. Huge, huge. I feel like we are, like, the epicenter right now for yeah, TikTok no, drama. definitely. And um, let me throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so Addison Ray, Bryce Hall, you guys know her, obviously. They were dating. They're on again, off again. They were seen getting cozy this past weekend at the Triller fight. The Triller fight was a fight between Jake Paul and Ben Ar- Askren. Askren. I think. Yeah. Um, that's neither neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but Addison was seen getting cozy with Bryce, and now she's seen getting cozy with this other guy named Jack Harlow. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think Bryce is more attractive. Yes, I would agree with that. And um, Bryce put out a tweet saying, he said, fucking me, telling me you love me, then sneaking around with someone else. That fucking hurts. I'm about to explode, man. Downgrade. So there is some drama. (laughs) Everyone's cheating on everyone in in TikTok world. Um, I have to agree with KFC when he said on One Minute Man the other day, if you guys follow Barstool Sports, um, KFC does some celeb stuff as well. He basically was like, if you're 19 and you're a millionaire and you're not sleeping around, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like, you have so many opportunities right now. Like, none of this surprises me. Me and my friends in high school and middle school all dated the same five guys. Right, exactly. Like, and not because it was gross, because, like, that's what you do when you're 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not 12, but like, you know, that's what you do when you're a teen. Like you date the same people. Right. Um, Granted, we weren't like as like promiscuous maybe. um, Right. But I think that this world is a little different these days. Yeah. But he's so right. Like Mm -hmm. Jade and Anessa and Josh and this and that. Like it'd be almost weirder if they weren't making mistakes. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And 
on Call Her Daddy, they were talking about it with the Mads Lewis girl with the whole mm-hmm. Jaden Josh thing. It's like Alex was like, yeah, I probably did that stuff too in high school when I was 18, but it's just not being seen by millions of people. Exactly. It's like they're just living their life like a regular teenager, which is like what every teenager does. Like you go and date everybody. You know you what date I mean? Everyone. I remember in middle school, I was dating this guy, Tyler. Hey, Ty. And <laughs> I, like, I just love name driving Shout people. out Tyler. And we, his best friend, Greg, called me and was like I really like you you should break up with Tyler oh my god and I broke up with Tyler and then started dating Greg the next day that's amazing (laughs) granted it was middle school but like yeah that's savage but yeah oh yeah exactly and it's probably like on the house phone that he called you 100% on the house phone (laughs) and like that's what you do right exactly you know Mm -hmm. that was just like a thing you gotta learn at some point yeah. And these kids are just like learning in the public eye, which sucks, but that's just how it's going to happen for them. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I love me some Addison Ray. I just would prefer if she were to date someone like cool. I know. Like she could really have anyone, I think. But I also have a controversial opinion. And like, I think Bryce Hall's hot. Yeah, I, he's grown on me definitely. Yeah, just based on his personality, even watching him on BFFs, he, he can take a joke. I think he's cool yeah yeah (laughs) I think I'm like the only one but like I like people love to hate him but like I kind of think that's what makes me like him yeah that he's so um quote-unquote problematic I don't think anything he's doing is actually that problematic no it's like even like back when he had his 21st birthday and he had that huge party like yeah that was horrible like you probably shouldn't have had that many people over within COVID but again it's like if he just had that party and he was a regular 21-year-old, no one's seeing that and no so one cares. That's why I guess because I think about myself. I'm like, at that age, I was in college. Right. And like being like out of control. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I they're just living their college years in front of us all. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I live my college years in front of everyone, I'd probably be doing that too. Oh, yeah. We'd be nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then we're going to spill some more tea because some stuff did happen with Demi Lovato last night. And I took to my Facebook group on Facebook, (laughs) my Facebook group on Facebook and um, asked the tea tribe to give their thoughts. And honestly, you guys, I'm obsessed with you because it was such a well-rounded, cool conversation. The post has like over 75 comments on it. So many different opinions. And when I first heard this whole thing that I'll go into I wasn't sure where I stood but then as people expressed their thoughts I was able to form an opinion so now I have one here to share today so basically Demi Lovato um went after a Froyo place called um the Big Chill in Los Angeles and she put on her stories she said I'm finding it I'm finding it extremely hard to order Froyo from at the Big Chill official when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies slash other diet foods before you get to the counter. Do better, please. And then she did hashtag diet culture vultures. So they DM'd her saying, we are not diet vultures. We cater to all of our customers' needs for the past 36 years. We are sorry you found this offensive. She published that message basically saying it's not just that your service was terrible so rude the whole experience was triggering and awful you can carry things for other people while also caring for another percentage of your customers who struggle daily just to even step foot in your store we could find a way to provide an inviting environment for all people with different needs including eating disorders one of the deadliest mental illnesses only second to opioid overdoses don't make excuses just do better she posted all this. So then it created this great debate of people being like, 
is she justified in getting mad at them um, given her history with eating disorder and knowing that, you know, diet culture is like a 70 million, $7 billion industry, right. whatever the stat is. Right. Or is she overreacting because there are other people that sugar-free options really help out, like yeah. people with diabetes right. or people with other like um, celiac and gluten-free yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. So it created a really great debate, and um, some people said, you know, her comments are valid. I've struggled, and this is triggering for me. Then other people put it great, like this person says, um, as someone who is type one diabetic. These accommodations are super nice to see at a restaurant slash food business. I also think limiting these snacks to certain groups or labeling them as for a group is kind of annoying and unnecessary. I'm from the LA area and I've been to this shop and I don't think the options are obvious to or everywhere, but that's because I wanted Froyo. And like basically like if you're diabetic, that's where you go. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I formed my opinion. (laughs) And I'm here to share it. I'm a Demi stan. I like love I love her so much. Yeah. I, re- I always have. Like mm-hmm. I cut my hair to be like her. Yeah. I bought a ring that she had because I wanted to look like yeah. her. Like I love Demi. Yeah. I really do. I have to disagree with her in this yeah. um, situation. I think her intent was, I get it. Yeah. I think the issue is going after one small business with such a huge social media following is extremely damaging for that one business. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair to make them the poster child for like this issue when there's brands like skinny pop Mm -hmm. and Bethany Frankel's skinny girl. And there's so many bigger brands that are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it just makes me sad for a small business to have to get such negative publicity mm-hmm. maybe it actually will make their store do better yeah hopefully actually i guess no bad no what is that saying no press is bad press. yeah 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 um so i i it's one of those things where it's like i understand why like why that triggers someone like yeah. her oh 100 percent. because she's trying not to diet she's trying to have a healthy relationship with food and then she walks into a store and everything's like diet this diet that sugar free right, right so i totally get that but My analogy that I made in my Facebook group was like alcoholics still have to go to restaurants and they have alcohol on the menu. Yeah. It's not that it's fair, but that's the world that we live in. Right. That's a good point. People are always going to, there's always going to be something that's going to make you feel challenged Mm -hmm. and you have to find like the peace within yourself. So while I get what she was saying, I think maybe it wasn't fair to take it out on this one specific company. Yeah. And I think it's also like person by person. Like you said, that one person said the options are good because they have like issues with food or whatever like they might have and it's not if it's not clearly labeled or like even growing up if you were gluten-free like or if you had even if you had a peanut butter allergy you were always like the kid in the class that like had to have a specific thing and it was kind of like not that people would make fun of you but it was just like oh you're that one kid so I think if it's more like generalized and accepted I guess mm-hmm. then it's it's easier for those people to go in and like get what they want without feeling judged or something exactly yeah because my friend messaged me and she was like um a lot of my patients because she works in physical therapy yeah. she's like a lot of my patients like love options like that because a lot of them are diabetic and like they would be so sad if this was taken off right, the menu. Right. So it just depends. Like there's yeah. something for everyone. I get what Demi was saying. Maybe like the way that they're like the language surrounding it is yeah. what's really triggering. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I do think in this case she kind of responded based off of 
like her emotion. own experience. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I still love you, Demi. I support you. I watched your full documentary. So good. Um, she's my girl. <laughs> and also, like, I mean, just the conversation alone, like I said, there was 80-something comments. Yeah. And people are just like, it's really cool because no one's, like, bashing anyone. And it's, like, everyone having such a valid opinion and, and a different stance. So if you guys want to join um, the T-Tribe Facebook group, it's linked in my Instagram bio. So you could ask to be a member there. I think that does it for today's show, guys. Yeah. It's going to be a full one. It's <laughs> <laughs> some breaking TikTok news. Some breaking news. <laughs> some health and wellness. Some tired and sexy. Midday Rollerblading. <laughs> Rollerblading. Basketball shorts. <laughs> um, that sums it up for this week. I will be back next week. If you are new here, don't forget to subscribe. Leave a written review and rate me five stars. 